episode of the Lone Recruiter Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Clementon, and if you're a recruiter out on your own or just lacking general guidance or mentorship, then you've come to the right place. Our episodes are designed to give you the motivation, the advice, and the strategies you need to become the very best Lone Recruiter. So join us, grab a cup of coffee, and let's take your desk to another level. Now, today, I'm joined with Bethany O'Neill. How are you? Good. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, Beth works with uh, our recruitment agency, Alra, and I wanted to bring her into the room today because she does all of our socials, all of our comms, all of our marketing, branding, and she does a phenomenal job. So if you look at this podcast, if you want to go and look at Alra, you can see all of the socials that go up and around those businesses. That's Beth. Um, what I love about her is that she used to be a recruiter, so she completely understands time limitations, the pressures, the stresses, what our goals are, where we're trying to head. And when I say she was a recruiter and she's turned into to, to marketing queen, um, she was doing 100K months. So she knows what she's talking about. She knows how to do it. Just went, that's not for me. I've got more of a passion doing this. So she's been with us for over 10 years and I wanted to bring her in the room and go, what would be basically the playbook for a recruiter who has either gone out on their own and have got no resources, or they're in a small agency and they've got very minimal resources, or they're in an agency and they don't have much spend or attention or love or whatever for, for socials and marketing. I just want you to go, what could be a really short, sharp, great playbook that costs next to nothing, costs zero time, but gets us maximum output? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I remember being a recruiter, you've got very little time in terms of not peeing on the phone and doing everything else that you need to do. So for a lot of people, I think social media and marketing would not be high on the list of things that they want to do. It is, however, important. And I think the more that you dive into it, the more you'll realize this. Before you dive in though, I would, first thing I would do is have a sit down, have a really good think about the why, the what and the how of what you're actually trying to achieve. So why do you want to dive into social media? Um, what are you hoping to get out of it? What outcomes? And then you can move on to the how you're planning to get there. So what would <clears throat> so what would some of the whys be? Like, give me, give me some examples there. Well, why, I mean, you could be wanting to um, engage with a larger audience. You might want to uh, build up your branding and reputation. Uh, you might be looking outcome wise, you might be looking to get more candidates, get more clients. And at the end of the day, a recruiter is looking to get more placements on board. So um, anything that helps you get there is ideal. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So to bottle that, I'd be thinking if I was on my own, it is always more placements, right? So more clients, more candidates. And I think your market's going to dictate that. Yeah. yeah like if you're in a candidate short market, then yeah, it's going to be candidates, right? How do we attract more candidates? How do we have that, what they call the halo effect? Um, so that when you do reach out to them, they go, ah, you're the one I want to speak to. I've seen you before. Um, and then flip it, I suppose, yeah. If, if, if you're in a um, candidate strong market, there's a lot of candidates, but it's about finding the work. Well, then how do you place yourself so that you get that work? Absolutely. Yeah. So like, if you've decided who your audience that you're trying to reach is, that kind of dictates into the next step, which is the how. So what platform should you be using and focusing your attention on in mm. order to reach that market? And then what kinds of content you should be posting? Mm. I mean, obviously, you're talking when you say platform, you're talking like LinkedIn. I would say if you're someone that's new to social media um, as a recruiter and you are looking to decide on platforms, the first step should be LinkedIn. Mm. 
Social media can be as big a beast or as small a beast as you want to make it. But if you're a lone recruiter and you're trying to spread yourself across Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, whatever else you decide to use, you're going to be that little bit of Vegemite over the time, like a whole piece mm, of toast. Mm, mm -hmm. You're not going to get a lot of coverage. Can you, can you do, can you do like a post like we do with ads and then just like put one post across all the platforms that work like that? Or do they need to be cut up into various sizes and, and formats? Look, you could, if you're going to do a graphic, you would need to cut that up into different size and formats to really work well for each individual platform because they all have slightly different specifications. Um, in terms of written content, obviously that doesn't fly for Instagram. You have to have a graphic, but you really should be tailoring your posts to each platform because each platform works a little bit differently in terms of its algorithm. Right. So yeah, LinkedIn is a bit more SEO and keyword based, as is YouTube, TikTok's moving that way. Mm. Um, Instagram is still very much engagement based. Facebook, a lot of people um, argue how much traction you can actually get on Facebook now. I believe you still can, but yeah, if you don't have an audience there, it's a lot harder to get one organically. Mm. Okay, so looking, looking, <clears throat> I'm looking at a document here that she's pulled together and this will be available. We're going to pull this resource together so that um, you can either subscribe to the mailing list and get, and get a copy of this. Will it be on the website? Yes. Yeah, it'll be on the website, <laughs> thelonerecruiter.com. Um, so I'm just pulling bits out of that. So we've done the why and we've done the kind of the what, like what, what we need to look for. What, what are the next steps you got there? Well, I would think about content and voice and then how are you going to make it easier for yourself to achieve your goals and get it out, what tools are you gonna use? Um, so say you're a recruiter and you're in a candidate short market, types of content you're creating really should be around the pain points that your candidates feel. So whether that's in terms of um, the job itself or things that happen in their industry, um, you really need to be hitting on things mm. that are going to resonate with them. And the same is true in a, a client short market you just need to look for the pain points that they're experiencing and what value can you create through your content that solves those pain points would you also say <clears throat> excuse me that um even questions they might have are worth yeah. answering because i know that you can go to like if you go to google for example and you you know when you start typing something in and and all the responses come up that's basically people's questions right google is just one giant questionnaire depository in my opinion you go why put the word why and just see what comes up it's like the ridiculous it's, things it's actually if you're someone that has no idea what to post um it's actually a fantastic hack right. to figure something out go to google type in um what do common issues recruiters face right and those first questions that google will say people always ask is the most common questions mm. people in that category ask so if you do that for your industry that's a bunch of questions straight away you could turn into content. And you know what another way is is groups on Facebook and LinkedIn where people are just talking or WhatsApp groups where they're just freely conversing and you see the people put random questions on there. I've never thought of that question. Yeah. And then people pile in the answers or vice versa. There might be a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. Well, that's if some one person's asking that, many people are asking it, right? Chances are a lot of people yeah, are asking Yeah, okay. It. So you're saying create content that 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 answers questions that may not be asked to you, but you just know are out there being asked. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And then the obvious one that most recruiters will go, well, if I'm candidate short, I want to be posting my jobs. Mm. You've got to be careful how often you do that. Generally in social media, you want to give a lot more than you take. Yes. So if you're going to give it a ratio, I know people like ratios, I would do it on at least a four to one ratio. So you're giving four pieces of information or value to your market before you ask. What's the, the, what's the Gary V? Give, 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 right hook. Yes. Or left hook. Yeah. And also constantly providing value and giving um, information to the people you're trying to market to sets you in a place of credibility. So for that moment you ask for the take, you're far more likely to be successful. I agree, absolutely agree. Um, fantastic, okay. So have you got any examples? Let's just say, <clears throat> let's just say you're a recruiter who does, I don't know, accountants. You're an accounting recruiter, you work in Sydney, the Sydney market. Have you got any good post ideas from up? So, so, uh, sorry, you've got any good ideas for post ideas? And I'm gonna break that into two parts because you've got the, the company page side of things. Like what would a company's post be around for an accounting market? And then what would what would the recruiter individual recruiters page? Because they are very different. And in my opinion, they're, they're two separate sort of offerings. Yeah, you do need to approach your personal LinkedIn page differently to your company LinkedIn page. And this is where, um, this should be coming into when you're deciding on what strategy you want to use because your personal page will have what I like to call a tone of voice. Any marketer will call it a tone or a voice and your, your company page will have a very different one. So company, you want to be generally a bit more professional, um, whereas your personal one, that's where you need to show people who you are and help them connect with you. People connect with people at the end of the day, so they need to be able to feel like they can get to know you. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And that's that's sort of what we've done, right? Like, so our, our corporate page is, is all the corporate initiatives, what's happening within the business. It's kind of, it's got that corporate edge to it. Yeah. Um, and I think on its own is quite bland in that in that um, it, it is just corporate stuff, but it sets a tone for who we are, the audience we ever represent, because we do a lot of high-end white collar stuff, so like lawyers and accountants and scientists and things like that. But then we allow the individual recruiters in the business to show up as themselves. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And if, but if your company is um, recruiting people that are a lot more laid back, like maybe you work with tradies yeah, or, then you probably would want to have a tone of voice that is a lot more laid back. Maybe it's a bit cheeky. Maybe it's a bit mm. fun. You just have to really think about what will your audience engage with. And I think <clears throat> my, my tip is always make sure you're being yourself because yes. you'll get caught out super quick. Yeah, and that's why a company might have a certain tone of voice, but as an individual, I would always advocate for authenticity mm. because if you're putting on a persona, that gets very hard to maintain. And also then if a candidate calls you one day and says, I've seen your post and speaking to you is completely different to the person that they've created an image around on social media, you're not going to get very far with that candidate because they're going to lose trust. Absolutely. And I think for anyone listening here that's going, okay, because I know that there's always, if you're not posting, there's always a reservation. I don't even know what to post. So uh, my my thing, and I've worked with you on this a lot, is having the three, like you've got the three things to tick off for a post. So for me, for example, if I'm looking at my, my LinkedIn profile for the environmental sciences um, sector that I recruit for, I go, one, who's my audience? What's the environmental scientist? Mm -hmm. So is, is, is the content that I'm writing going to be applicable for them. Two, um, what is my expert recruitment opinion on this piece, i.e. what is the recruitment spin for it? Because you've got to remember you're the eyes and ears of the industry, so you're, you're answering a lot of questions they might have or you're seeing things they may not see. 
And then thirdly, just myself and just my personality, that's got to go into it. And if you can get those th three things right, that's when your posts do really well. And you've got to remember it's social media, right? Yeah. It's social media. That's why company pages don't get great interaction because they're companies. Yes. No one likes a company. They like people. That's it. Yeah. yeah. People always forget that LinkedIn is still a social media network and <coughs> emphasis on the social. You have mm -hmm. to interact with people. You have to create engagement like you would if you were face to face. Like you're speaking to someone, you get a read on them and you go, this is what is going to engage them with me right now. Same thing for social media. And it comes back to what you're trying to get out of it. If you're trying to become the authority in your market, if you just keep posting things about your dog and your kids and your family, which will get good short-term sugar rush engagement, and you will get good interaction, you're not satisfying your ultimate goal here, which is to become an expert or the, the go-to person. They're just gonna, you're just liked. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're not creating the, the what we gotta bring it back to the top, more placements. We want more placements. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's a genuine, um, I'm not sure if fear is the right word, but when people first start out in social media, they have a bit of imposter syndrome where mm. they go, why on earth would anyone actually want to engage with me on social? Why would they listen to me? But you've got to remember as recruiters, you're very uniquely placed in a market. You talk to more companies and candidates and have a lot of insight. Now, obviously you're not going to write a post outing a particular candidate or client because that's going to stop you dead in the water. Mm. But you can say, I this week I spoke with six different clients and they all said this. So yeah. I think this is an emerging trend in the market. And it's true, that's your expertise. Absolutely, absolutely. And even, even things are happening on your deals and just saying, hey, this scenario has just happened and this is how we dealt with it. Or we just did a post on one July's rolling round and um, I know this will probably be posted a couple of weeks after that, but it's, um, you know, superannuation's going up. You know, and to look out for these things in your contract, you know, um, are you in a, have you got a total package amount or is it base plus super? Because you might actually have a lower base take home amount. So just anything you see is worth commenting on. And if you, t if you tackle, I think those three things where your recruitment expertise, um, addressing the market that you service and then putting a bit of yourself into it, you can't go wrong. And don't be scared to have an opinion. Obviously you don't want to walk down the political or lines that are really going to offend people but it is okay on social media to have a have an opinion absolutely absolutely another great post is is creating a platform for for your audience to discuss so if there's like a new accreditation relative to your industry or if we're talking about accounting and it's the cpa versus ca that's a long-term debate you, you you can open up a platform and say like might just be an image that says what is CPA better than the CA question mark? And then have a few comments about what your thoughts are on it. I can guarantee you, you're gonna get great interaction there. You'll foster engagement. And then once you've done that, don't forget that we, we emphasize the social. So once people start commenting, your job is then to re-engage with them. One, that's gonna make your post go further in terms of the algorithm. But two, the fact that you're answering people who have taken the time to comment on your post yeah. is also a credibility booster. Absolutely. Hashtags, what are your thoughts on hashtags? Uh, for LinkedIn, yes, definitely use hashtags. Um, I would probably not use more than, oh, let's say six, three to six is probably your sweet spot. Um, but it is still, search, searching on LinkedIn is still ranked using hashtags and keywords. So definitely important. Cool. How often should we be posting? 
And this is the one where recruiters, I hear you all go, no, ideally <clears throat> daily. Daily. So look, if you're someone that likes to fly by the seat of their pants and has an idea and just wants to post it, you can definitely do that. Um, I think it's, it's horses for courses. If you're someone that prefers to plan um, and do it, write all five posts for each business day at the same time and then load them up, you could definitely do that too. Hmm. And are there any sort of metrics we should be chasing? Is it even measurable? It is measurable. Um, I think there's a couple of key metrics you want to look at. So, um, and they all kind of feed into each other. So you can have your um, uh, engagement rate. So how many people are commenting, liking, sharing your post, and then your impressions. And to start out, that's probably the only two areas I would focus on, because um, that engagement rate is going to give you more impressions as well. And impressions are people who see it. People who see it. So flip through it. Yeah, so if you're scrolling and it kind of comes up on their feed mm. and maybe they stop on it for a bit but they don't engage, but they have seen your post. I think it's like your desk, right? It's your numbers, your numbers. So just take note of what your current activities are getting you in terms of interactions a week and impressions a week. And that's your baseline, right? Like for example, I went into this year going, I'm gonna post every day, five days a week, Monday to Friday on various things and I roughly hover around 10,000 impressions a week. And I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, over a course of a month, that's 40 to 50,000 impressions. And people up. that maybe would not have seen you otherwise, because you look at your, your CCAD statistics, even if you have a great performing CCAD, that might only get 500 views. Mm. Whereas you might write a post and have 2,000 people see it. Like, yeah. and that's, and you know, because they're your connections that you've taken time to cultivate, you know they're your target audience. My, um, I, I, think, I think impressions is the number I, I chase because that's eyeballs interactions i likes and comments are for the ego because that's visible and people can see it yes and no because they will also get you more impressions 100 agree 100 agree and, you, and look you do want them but but i'm just i'm trying to encourage the audience there that might be new at this they're not going to get a lot of engagement they're yeah. not going to get a little uh, got they're not going to get a lot of likes so i think impressions is they gotta i think there's so much value in the impressions yeah and um I think as well, if you stay consistent, you will get that snowball effect. If you can keep writing posts day in, day out, keep interacting with the people that comment on your and engage with your post, you'll find that over time, those impressions, the engagement, that will go up and up and up. A lot of the time when you start marketing to a new audience, they're very reluctant to actually engage. Yes. And particularly for recruiters, you think about as a candidate, you have that, oh, I really like what they're talking about moment oh, but what if my boss follows them too? Do they mm. want to see me engaging on a recruiter's post? But there's also this weird, I don't know what the word is, but the people engage with people that they think uh, are, like create value. Like I feel like people will be hesitant to comment on a pretty touchy subject because they go, oh, I don't want really, really to talk about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you do need to think, uh, is this something people are gonna wanna um, get involved with? And I think the other one is, I don't know what the numbers, you might know what the numbers are, but the amount of, uh, what is the percentage of active users versus like really passive users? Because it's quite oh, high the passive, right? Passive is like 80 to 90%. You'd so, be amazed so, at how many people have LinkedIn but don't interact on it. But they use it, they watch they it, use it. They use and that's it. what the impressions are. So yep. for me, it's like if, if, you, if you're getting one or two or three engagements, like let's just say you knew it this and you get five likes, you know, oh, it wasn't very good. You gotta go five times, there's, for every five, there's what, 20 who have seen it? Who've seen it, yeah. 
So don't discount them. And, and you might think that, oh, I'm not getting a lot on this post, but then four weeks down the track, someone will say, you know what? I saw I saw a post you wrote four weeks ago and thought oh I should call this guy and I just it just wasn't the right time. You've already established instant credibility with that person. It's the icebreaker. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm just looking at the clock. We're 20 minutes in. This is the longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> uh, we've obviously got a lot to talk about. Is there anything we've missed? Do we need to wrap this up or have we got another episode in the bag? Oh, you could, look, I could talk about this all day. Um, I would just say that. Obviously you're time poor. The only other thing I would add is there are a lot of tools out there that mm -hmm. can save you time. If you're someone that likes to write all your posts at once, go get yourself a scheduler. There are a million social media schedulers what out there. What do you use? Um, I've used a lot of them. So depending on what you want and the level of analytics, you could use something like Buffer um, Later. The one we're using currently for Alra and Loan Recruiter is Loomly. Um, I found it really good. Sprout Social has fantastic analytics. Mm -hmm. Really just do your research, depends sure. what you want, you're trying to get out of it. Can you put that list in the document? Absolutely. Fantastic. Anything else that we need to touch on? I would look at um, getting yourself a Canva account if you don't already have one. They have millions of graphic templates that you can just drop your brand colors in. Remember to stay, try to stay consistent with the sorts of designs you use, but it takes a lot of the time out of it. Yeah, I love Canva, that's great. And again, put that in the document. So what, look, I think we're gonna wrap this one up because I'm very conscious of the time. Um, she is a wealth of knowledge. She's just put about two days worth of content into 20 minutes, so well done. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of depth that you could probably go to within this. So again, we're gonna put this document out um, so that you guys have a little bit of a playbook. We'll try and sharpen that up, give you some examples. We'll try and give you, I guess, some go-to tips and strategies. But look, ultimately, social media can be as big or as small as you'd like, but it, it, it can give you real results. And if you do it right and you hit it right, it'll be better than sourcing or, or um, advertising roles because people will be coming to you. And I have seen it firsthand, not just for myself, but for people in our business, because we run a pretty tidy program around socials. It really does work. So that's what we have for you today. Thank you, Beth, for coming in. Thanks for having me. To the next room. Um, <laughs> um, please, I think we said it before, subscribe, like, share, join the mailing list jump on LinkedIn, give us a like, give us a give us a follow. It helps us grow. We wanna keep bringing this amazing content out for you. So have an amazing day. And as always, may all your deals